Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman, and the permanent. Did you forget my name then, even though it's written down in front of me? No, I was going to say Harriet Carmichael and Lucy Freeman, and then I forgot that, of course, of course, how could we forget our dearest, (laughs) (laughs) darlingest. Permanently baffled, Mr. Newbie. <laughs> he is the star of the show. He is. Yes. Or, or thinks he is, which is the nearest thing. I think everyone else seems to think he is, judging by Twitter. But anyway. Yes. He is the face or the, yeah. no, the body the of body, the show. Yes. He's just a big question mark. But the body, definitely, of the show. <laughs> So, before we dive in, Lucy, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Wicked Umbridge. This week was brought to you by the words, well, who cares what he slash she thinks, by people who really, really care what he slash she thinks. We began the week at Ambridge View with everyone whispering, except Neil, who went crashing around with cops and putting changing tables up upside down. He did point out that it would be something of a shift coping with something incredibly noisy that stays up half the night, but they'd manage when they had Tracy living there. <laughs> Over at the Aldridges, Brian was eating his way through 150 pulled pork baps. True to form, Brian thought that like a chip off the old block, Alice would just talk Chris round, smooth everything over and carry on doing exactly what she's always done. All she needs is a good night's sleep, a couple of whiskies, and maybe she could buy Chris a new kitchen. Got caught groping <laughs> harassment's truncheon in, front of the, in the front of a cop car, or went arse over tip and threw the baby into the font. Don't dwell on it, Jennifer, he said airily with his mouth full of head biscuit. <laughs> oh yes, you're right, Brian. After all, she is our daughter. How could she possibly be at fault? Then Jennifer popped up at Ambridge View to make everything that much worse. The combined efforts of an exhausted Chris and Susan did manage to get it jammed into her willfully obtuse head that Alice did have rather more of a problem than being a bit tired. (laughs) Alice was tired in the same way Ozzy Osbourne spent much of his career being a bit relaxed. (laughs) Alarmed, she then trotted off to The Nest. Did we know their house was called The Nest? (laughs) That's probably why Alice started drinking. Anyway, she banged on the door and told Alice her drinking was silly. Oh, that'll fix it. I can't imagine why the Priory doesn't employ Jenny Darling to just pop in every now and again and say, Oh, you silly billies. Fancy carrying on with that nasty old crack stuff when you could have some nice soup and an early night. Off you pop and I'll bring you a hot water bottle. (laughs) Then we hurried over to Elizabeth, returning Joy's undercrackers in a plastic bag and confirmed that Joy has not got warts. Elizabeth referred to Joy's perfectly normal garden as... A secret hideaway. It's not a secret hideaway, Elizabeth. It just hasn't got fountains and a surprise wood. They formed a bond over mental health. Joy was open and honest. Elizabeth was simperingly condescending. Plus a change. Joy has now stopped mentioning Rochelle, which I am hoping means she did make her up and we will never have to meet her, as I suspect she is a poo face. I'm not sure how the scriptwriters are just going to quietly usher out an entire family we've never met. Maybe Ruth could drive them to a service station and take care of them. She's an old hand at that now. But then when the gills inevitably move out of home farm, they'll have done it twice. So there we are. How do the gills manage, by the way? Surely they must have starved to death by now. Ocado doesn't deliver to Ambridge. Or we would have heard them and their lorries going beep, beep, beep. Sorry, Mrs Carter, they said we haven't got any chilli powder, so they've substituted it for a bottle of window lean and three boxes of KY jelly. Are you happy with your substitutions? No one's seen the gills in the shop or Susan would have been off after them like a whippet out of a trap. Perhaps they've been put off by Susan's randomly generated pricing model. One pack of crisps, that's £17.40 and a pound of pâté de foie gras, that's £1.62. 
They don't walk or drive anywhere and no one visits them. Either we're going to find out the gills are actually all in witness protection or Home Farm is going to blow up in a here-we-go-again modern slavery toast and petrol incident. Oh, it's always happening. Or the gills, driven to bankruptcy by having to live out of Underwood's deli counter, will leave and Jenny Darling will reassume her rightful place as doyenne of the velvet lawns and slightly icky swimming pool. Hurrah! <laughs> as if Alice doesn't have sufficient problems, not only has Jenny Darling moved in with her, but Emma went quivering round to the Aldridges, <laughs> vibrating with fury, and let Brian have it with both barrels. The only thing that emerged from this for me was not only what a crashing snob Kate is, but also how like her dear mother she sounded, considering she's mm. a weed addled hippie she'll be in the penny loafers any minute mince casey bumped into rex moving the pigs into the surprise wood at lower loxley he wasn't quite sure what they were as by the time he sees an animal normally it's stiff as a board mince ended up helping rex shift the feed troughs and got cack all over his stay pressed slacks he hung around long enough for rex to invite him to taste his pork well elizabeth was out he'd had a shower especially and he was in the mood after Rex had sorted Vince out, he popped back to Brookfield as one of the pigs thought it might have left the iron on. He found Josh, who I now think is played by the same actor that plays Lee, as they both have a slightly falsetto edge to their voices like a pantomime dame. We had a little reminder about what a rotten sod Robin Fairbrother is, and also that now Rex is in the pop-up wood, then Robin can pop by, try and rekindle things with Elizabeth, and probably get smashed in the mush with a neck of lamb by mince. Hurrah! I am done with all this heartfelt quavering now, and I want a good dollop of love triangles, infidelity, and the flower and produce. Rua Rua went to see Alice and said that he'd come to the conclusion that his mother might possibly have been a tremendous slapper and that she'd have spent most of his life being dragged round Europe, which at the moment would have meant an awful lot of time in customs halls having cotton buds shoved up his nose. And what is it about Aldridge women that means they can say nice things that go horrifyingly threatening? First of all, we had Kate saying, you'll always be my sister. And this week, Jennifer saying, I won't let you fail. My prescription for the Aldridges is Alice to go to AA, the rest of them to go to Al-Anon, Brian to take a vow of silence for about a year and a half, but Jennifer, Jennifer, to have a long and thorough course of therapy and get a proper job. A month working in Asda on the checkout, being shouted at by a 19-year-old supervisor with dodgy vowels and a nose ring and having to bag up leaked reduced to clear sausage meat would do her the power of good. The end. <laughs> Were you talking about the sinister last line of yes! the last episode? It, it just was. It just sounded a bit weird because it was like, um, <laughs> oh well, plenty of alcoholics have come through, and I won't let you not be, not not be, be, <laughs> not <laughs> be, be. It's just it was. It, it was, was a bit Peter and Brent, wasn't it? It was odd. <laughs> I thought, did she say it wrong? Well, I had to listen twice because I thought, I won't let you. I thought they can't have ended with, I will not let you be one then. I will not let, let yes, you be one. It was, be one it, was like, it was like a double negative. Like, yeah. You know, on the X Factor when I they're like, I not let you, you are, not be one. <laughs> you are not, are you not to be through? You are not shy. This is a yes. This Is this a yes? No. Not a yes, but a negative yes. It, it was just really weird, wasn't it? It's not a good time for Jennifer to turn into Yoda, really, is it? It's, not... it's quite also, crucial that her communication is quite clear at the moment. Jennifer's journey this week went from, like, woman huh? who hasn't seemed to have been out of the house for yes. ten years yeah. to, like, suddenly the, you know, loving mother. Like, completely... At the beginning of the week, I was like, God, Jennifer is such a, you know, mm. awful mother. How could she not notice yeah. or even bother yeah. to, go yeah. and, to go and see her daughter? To and also, and taking, taking advice from Brian, who is, you know... <laughs> <laughs> oh, leave them to yeah. it, Jennifer. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the whole christening was cancelled. We lost a massive deposit. All Fallon's food. But just let them... Be. I was like... A, did no one notice it? A whole christening's been cancelled. Yeah, yeah. And they're not more panicky about, you know, oh, they'll be, oh, it's just a little tiff. Yeah. You know. And Alan, minute, Alan I noticed, had <laughs> done his usual Trappist monk 
hurriedly <laughs> hurrying yes, off back into he, the vicarage and double locking the door again. Put that bolt on. Put that bolt on. He put his hoodie on, didn't he? And so just scuttled on. Oh, not that I got to know. I'm not coming there. I, I learnt all the words and everything. Oh, bloody hell. Hey, it was that advice I gave about Jesus. Didn't go down so well. <laughs> yeah, he scuttled off. Yeah, and the only person up for a fight was Emma. Nobody Do you honestly to... think Peggy would have been able to keep her trap shut about this? She'd have been round there on her eight artificial hips, galloping along like Fatima Whitbread, hammering also, the door down. Alice, what the hell do you think you're doing? It's like she'd given a puppy away yes. rather than given up her baby mm. and the baby... Oh, by the way, guys, sorry. Oh, the baby's mother has just... you know. Is is nobody thinking about why was it suddenly acceptable that the baby wouldn't have a mother ever again? (laughs) Oh, it'll be fine. Oh, don't worry. We'll do the night feeds. Yes, I know, but she presumably needs a mother for the next 21 years at least. We're just taking it day by day. (laughs) And how weird. It was like in their heads were they not thinking, well, Martha will grow up at Ambridge View. Alice will be... Still nesting in the nest, yeah. possibly with a new boyfriend, and it won't be at all awkward. Yeah. I mean, what? Well, I can understand the Aldridges having a somewhat cavalier attitude to whose <laughs> child is whose, etc. Because, you know, they do have many Form. offspring scattered across the entire globe with the <laughs> somewhat shaky idea of who their parents are. But, <laughs> you know, not the Carters. I mean, the Carters are kind of, you know, they're rock solid, aren't they, on the old parenting Thing. But <laughs> the yeah. fact that God. Neil would, I thought, in fact, it didn't happen, but I assume, you know, when he was like, oh, can I have a word, Susan? And I thought, okay, he's going to say, look, let's let's just get, you know, we need to get mm. our heads around the fact mm. that this poor baby needs both her parents and let's, you know, mm. try and think about the future. But he didn't, even he, Neil wasn't pragmatic. No. no. And nobody said, do you think Alice might be all right? Or do you think she might have topped herself by now? Because nobody's bothered to check. Because they've taken her child away from her. Oh, I mean, it was... Because Rory, she actually said to Rory, thank you for asking how I am or something. Thank you for, c- c- thank you for coming Absolutely. to see me. And I just thought, bloody hell. Did you, um, did you hear All in the Mind this week? No. Which is that, it's brilliant Claudia Hammond psychology programme. And they did um, soap operas and, they, uh, and how important soap operas are to people mm. and, and they talked about the archers and there was um a woman there who uh, i think she'd had experience with her partner was alcoholic or something but anyway she was like if it she said about alice if if alice had had any other illness people would have gone to help her yes yeah the fact that true. she yeah. has alcoholism yeah. she's just left to yeah to basically deteriorate well, people just say self-inflicted isn't it self-inflicted she exactly. knows what she's going to do i can't i just i couldn't believe that mm. no one bothered yeah. to say even if you think she's a you know a, an irresponsible cow should we perhaps just go and check she's all right yeah because she's yeah. given up her baby like um, yeah uh, it made me really cross actually but yeah. Obviously, and then Jennifer, the week, it was fine. Actually, Mum, Rory's been round and yeah. I'm keeping my baby. I'm taking advice yeah. from an eighteen-year-old bisexual. <laughs> he knows what's going on. I'm going to keep my baby, and then it was like, yay, hooray. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I also. Couldn't believe that Jennifer then said to Alice, so it's true then. Yes. I Why thought, can't you believe it? How, how many people have told her? Oh, yeah. She's been living with Kate and seen her drinking. <laughs> the baby's gone. There's been a showdown in the car park. You know, how much more evidence does she need to actually believe about? I suppose maybe that's just I actually th- denial. I actually, and, yeah, you know, I actually thought that was quite... Um, quite moving actually because i i guess you could you could think oh she's a bit of an alcoholic but she'll probably get <laughs> over like being it. a bit pregnant yeah. <laughs> exactly i actually wouldn't i thought that was quite genuine it, it, like it like it was good that they both admitted it yeah 
Yes. And hooray! Now they can. Now, now Alice can recover. Yes. And we can crack on. <laughs> move along, people. Nothing to see here anymore. It's all fine. And let's talk more about Joy's pants. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, oh, wasn't oh it? there's one more thing I want to address about oh, yeah. Aldridge matters. Mm. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I know it's a big storyline. What? No, Joy's pants are way more interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm probably bigger as well. Um, the, the, I could not stand, and I was so angry about the snobbishness that both Kate and Alice had towards everybody that isn't an Aldridge, basically. And you think, oh, they're, well, they've just been cosseted by Jenny and they're this and they're that. And then you realise there's a real, real savage kind of mm. superiority and nastiness when Kate said, we're not going to listen to Emma Grundy. She's just the dog that goes around biting everybody all the time and doesn't know why, you know. And it's this... And Brian going, oh, yes, you're quite right, you're quite right. You know, and it's this kind of dismissal. And Alice saying, I'm not going ha- to ask Susan to see my baby. And I thought, yeah, Susan was... isn't a bloody alcoholic. Susan yeah. is holding shit together for you, madam. I didn't mind Kate because that is Kate, isn't it? But, but mm. when, when Alice said, oh, uh, oh I, you know, I'm not going to ask Susan. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you thought in her vulnerable state, wouldn't she be thinking Susan's currently protecting my child they don't seem to realize that they they... are the laughing stock of the village that family and And they still don't give up on their kind of high and mighty and and she bonded with susan susan had actually because obviously susan is a really annoying mother-in-law and 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 of course it would be really i can i can understand why she would be a bit resentful because you don't want to ask anyone's permission to Mm. hold your baby Mm. you know to feel but yeah, she. I. I, she I didn't thought really I was a bit... drop the bloody thing. I mean, that's. <laughs> that's got to Lucy, work. haven't we all? When we've been wearing heels. <laughs> to be fair, kept I quiet think, about it. But um... <laughs> I think twice about letting Alice hold the pot plant. To be honest, never mind. We've all been at a christening, having had one <laughs> too many glasses of champers. <laughs> as long as you're on grass, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose she was on the pavement, so less so. But the fact that that, that was like the trigger, I, I actually find that a bit... Uh, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't it have been sort of more plausible if she'd left the baby alone to go, to drive off to buy alcohol or something? Yes. That's what I... Yeah. It, it or as my bit... friend did, driven off with her baby in the carry cot on top of the car because she'd forgotten oh, to... Oh, no. Luckily, was she, she sober? Was at... Yeah, she was oh. at a petrol station and just oh completely my God. overtired. No. She had the keys in her hand. She put the baby on the <gasps> car roof, sorting things out, put something in the thing, got in the car. Drove. Luckily, she only drove about sort of three metres before oh my God. horrified passers-by screamed and shouted. Oh, my then... God. Oh my god! I know. That actually makes me feel sick. I know. Well, imagine how she felt. Uh, that was oh just—it was just hysterical overtiredness. Absolutely. Oh my you know. god! Also, never put anything on the roof because you—you just never remember that no. you've done it. I mean, how times many I've times? had a cup of coffee pouring down my windscreen. <laughs> yes. I'm thinking, why is it raining brown? Oh, <laughs> oh god! It's—it's it's usually like a book or yeah. or some sort of important or your wallet. Is, yeah. is your you know yeah. and Phone. but you yeah. never there's something about putting it on the roof I suppose as soon as it's out of sight it's out of mind (laughs) and then you go into pay or whatever and then of course you're going to forget I can't believe she did it with a baby oh my god (gasps) and that was without being drunk oh my god how (laughs) awful I'll I'll just I think I'm just going to wake up every day grateful that that wasn't me (laughs) (laughs) poor woman (laughs) oh should we talk about Joy's pants now Yes, but can I also just, sorry, because it's just so hard not to talk about the Aldridges, isn't it? Yes. Although I agree with you about them being really snobby, I also found Emma's, as you said, vibrato. Yes. Yes. Also really annoying because, again, I can understand why she was had to go and have it out with Brian. But, again, it was nothing about Martha. You know, it was yeah. all about yeah. how Chris is really upset. My brother. And, uh, yeah. My brother. And, like, and guess mm. what? Like... She tried to kiss Harrison yeah. when he was doing up her seatbelt. And yeah. then the funniest thing was when she was like, and this is the worst thing. She got drunk in the eco office. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> is that the most dramatic thing? That and I love the done? way that they don't just say the office. Yes, it was so funny. so specific. With she all got its drunk recycled. in the eco office. 
<laughs> it was really funny. But not, it wasn't, if I'd have forgiven her, or I'd have totally understood if she'd been there going, there's a baby at my mum's house who is current, you know, who is, you know, needs, and is at the most vulnerable time yeah. of her life and needs support from all of us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's what made me cross. That it was all about her, basically. No one has ever taught Emma how to breathe and how to like <laughs> contain. You, you know, just think, just just stop and just think for a minute. It's like she just bursts. She's like she, but she she winds herself up to this, and it's like when Chris. So I don't know what it was. I can't remember who it was she was talking to, but she suddenly it was a Fallon, wasn't it? She suddenly said. Right, that's it. I'm going to go and see him. And it's like, no, no, you don't have to. No one is forcing you. You, you know, you can contain this. You don't need to let it out anywhere. Just breathe and don't do it. But she just has no impulse control with her anger. No, she doesn't. She loves it. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? She was born to have those explosions. But it's just stomping around the village. She's forever, yeah. you know, out of my way. I am on a mission. No, don't be on a mission. And just, it's just down. And it's Girl. like when you're so angry about something and you're like, right, I'm going to go and tell them. Yeah. And then it all comes out, but it sounds really Perfect. petty <laughs> yes. when you actually say it. He snogged her because he was doing up her seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, it sounds a bit childish. <laughs> but then you have... The seatbelt came out more than the snogging bit. Right, the eco office came yes. out more than the drinking in the eco office. This, it's, it's, it's like um, when you haven't got anywhere to go, once you've hit that, mm. the only thing you can do then is go, I'm leaving! And then just go, yes. you've left your phone behind or your handbag and have to come back in again, pick it up and go out again. But it's sort of like, there's no, you can't then go, anyway, thank you, it's yes. nice to see you. I'll go home now. <laughs> we must do this again. <laughs> Lovely to see you. I only popped round to see if you had a yeah. spare milk, actually. I just... Oh. And by the way, vote Emma at the parish council. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it was quite... Um, she just couldn't win. And she's forgotten as well about, or maybe this is because of it, what a massive tit she made of herself rushing around the village asking for money from everybody to pay for her bloody uh, home. Oh, yeah. But but also, I know what, yeah, because I know what it was. It was because of the Ed thing, wasn't it, Mm. that triggered it. Yeah. But then I couldn't quite remember what had happened because wasn't it, it was just a silly mistake over a Valentine's card, but obviously because Alice was drunk. It she... wasn't a Valentine's card, I don't think. Because that was, no, that was that Tracy and Will when he uh... went bananas. Mr. Newby was asking me because he was, he rang up and was very confused and said, Emma, what, what uh, Alice and Ed, what was that? No one's <laughs> told me about that. And I said, oh my God, I've forgotten that. Yeah, I'd forgotten too. But it was, there was, it was a misunderstanding and Ed was having what he thought was a friendly chat with Alice because Alice was a bit in an advanced state of refreshment, Alice thought that he was coming on to her and oh. created this scenario in her head and then had to go and then felt the need to go and say to him, we can only be friends, Ed. And he was like, all right, well, oh. good. What, what are you on about? And then, and then, but I can't remember how uh. it started, but it, it was something and nothing. It was just a- And finally, we're going to call our house The Nest. Just wanted your, uh, wondered what you thought about that. I agree with you. I didn't know that they lived in The Nest and it made me feel a little bit sick. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It's bad enough with Casa Nuevo. That was pretty awful. But The Nest, I think, is actually worse. El Nesto. Oh, God. No, terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, And I can't believe who would have agreed to that because Jennifer wouldn't have called it. Oh no! It seems nest. a bit naff for, for, for yeah, Alice, totally. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really understand that. Um, should we do some emails because we've had many and various ones? Yay! Uh, from Audrey in La Belle France, who says, "I have been living in France for six years now, and the arches feel like home to me. I sometimes yeah. get a bit lonely out here. And your podcast, which I've only discovered re- recently, reminds me of the days when my friends were just down the road and being able to laugh until I cried with them. Thank you." Ah. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> Um, technical question for Harriet. Oh, you have quite a few oh. questions this week, Harriet. Te- technical? Yes. As in, like, is it to do with levels? And, no, um, no. Oh, DBP? Would they be asking you if it was, to be honest? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Which of us would they ask? Exactly. I'm just... quite flattered they're asking me. 
<laughs> I think they're just on the wrong podcast entirely if that's what they're looking yes. for. If it's to do with decibels per yeah. minute, um, go and, go and ask, ask someone, Mr. Newbie. Ask someone whose podcast you can hear. Yeah. Um, how Do most actors change their voice for their character? I.e., does Lillian really sound like that? When the children, uh, like Henry, start having a speaking role, is it likely <laughs> that they stay with the show for the character's duration? Oh. Well? Some of the characters definitely exaggerate their voices yes. or make themselves um, uh, go back to their roots a bit more, I think, for their yeah. for their, uh, for their characters. I'm... But uh, Lillian actually does sound quite like Lillian, but yes, she eggs yeah. it up, as Harriet said. Exactly. But then some of the younger characters, uh, I you you know that they sound exactly like that. Right. Like Freddie, for example, who I mm. know, it always sounds like Freddie. Right. Yeah. Okay. Is that, is that good? Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it? What was the next bit? Uh, when the children, like Henry, start having a speaking role, is it likely that they stay with the show for the character's duration? Some do, some mm, don't. They change them sometimes, mm. don't they? From when they're kids. Yeah. Like Tracy, uh, you know, like our, our friend, yeah. used to be... Who did... Uh, she played Susie Alice. used to play? Alice. She played Kate. She played young Kate. Oh, right, Before yeah. Kelly Bright took over. And then she... When they... Big changes, like, sort of... They're kind of sound effects until they're eight or nine, and then they're whiny and annoying, and then they go quiet, and then they usually come back when their voice is broken. When their voice is broken, yeah. So that they can employ, and then they disappear again, and then come back sounding completely different to me. (laughs) Different accents. But that's quite an that's quite interesting because actually, I wonder if it's changed a bit lately. Mm. I think probably I think well, generally in drama, you would use a much more natural voice you know mm. like in the old dramas of the 50s and 60s you you hammed up your voice a bit mm. didn't you yeah but now you'd always be authentic yeah i think to the character your character she said that also she thinks we are a bit harsh with rex he mm. could have got a job through his father but chose to do it on his own and unlike toby doesn't always land on his feet He's shown initiative with the taxi side hustle. I, for one, am pleased for him that he's been given land at Lolo. Well, that's nice that somebody is <laughs> because his dad isn't. Mm-hmm. So so it's good that he's got Audrey on his side. Yes, the only person. <laughs> but didn't, because it, it, wasn't there something about, they were a bit miffed about uh, Robin sort of had said that he deliberately wasn't going to give them any money, didn't he? Well, I think they're just miffed that Robin is always disappointed in them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it would be... I wonder, do you, if that whether he, the, the move to Lower Loxley is also setting up a storyline for Robin? Yes, to, to totally. Robin and Liz. There's only one reason why. He's, you know, they've suddenly yeah. discovered a wood <laughs> Lower Loxley. <Yeah. laughs> what can we do? Let's have a wood. Um, yeah. No, totally, totally. And I can, and, and that will be really juicy, I think. Mm, yes, it will. <laughs> um, and you are right, I think, Audrey, in that he is infinitely preferable to Toby. Mm, yeah, uh, not sure. He's not a git to women like Toby, like Rex is. Oh, Rex is a bit whinier, though, isn't he, than Toby? Yeah, yeah. I think the jury is out because like Rory, like my opinion of Rory has done a 360 this week because he ended the week being great, didn't he? Really nice and natural and sweet. Whereas I used to think he was a bit of an entitled Wally. But so maybe Rex will also redeem himself. I think he sounds like an entitled Wally when he's with Ben. Because Ben does have to sort of think about... yes money and what they're going to do and career and everything. Whereas... And also because when they're playing teenagers, yeah, it's a bit yeah. grating, isn't it? But yeah. actually when they're just being nice guys, yes. it's fine. Yeah, it's when they, they do the try-hard yeah. girls and cars. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, right, your next question, Ms. Carmichael. Are you ready? Oh, this is right. from Helen Sherwood, who says... What a week, but I'm so glad that Alice finally admitted the truth to Jennifer. And as much as I was cheering Emma on, it's just as well she didn't get to confront Alice, but tell Brian and Kate the gory details. I think Alice would probably have lamped her, actually. Mm. Or she would have lamped Alice. I'm sure you'll have loved the conversation between Joy and Elizabeth, (laughs) especially bringing back the knickers. And I was really (laughs) pleased that they included COVID loneliness as a very real mental health issue for Mental Health Week. 
I have finally admitted to one of my team that I'm a fan of the archers. The tumbleweed <laughs> moment wasn't quite as bad as I'd imagined, but I'm not sure if the bringing your whole self to work lark was about hidden hobbies. Surely Fallon is due a landfill recycling plastics disposable PPE conversation with M- Maya. Mia. Yes, but the question to you is... Which of the 20 plus books that Harriet has narrated on Audible earn her the most? And she's recorded at least one with David Archer's sister. She is look. Uh, Helen says, I am looking for some random recommendations. Oh, uh, which one has earned me the most money? I don't know. Maybe earned you oh. most listeners, earned you the most oh, money. Oh, earned you most listeners. I don't know. None of them have earned me much money because uh, unless There's you're... no money in it. <laughs> Not much money in audiobooks, which is why I haven't done one for a while. (laughs) Uh, There's a really good one I did. Well, I can't remember the title. Um, Ovs. Oh, but it was set in... um, Oh, God. Here we go, listeners. Here's our new quiz of the week. What's Harriet talking about? Who answers on a postcard, please? It is a really good book. I can't remember. Who's it by? Give us a clue. It's set in, uh, I want to say the Arctic. Okay. Uh, but you know the bit at the top of, like, at the top of Canada? Right. Why don't I recommend my friend who has just narrated, it's a Sunday Times pick of the week. It's called The Last House on Needless Street. And Chris Ragland uh, reads it. And it's a Sunday Times uh, upmarket complex horror thriller. Woo. And it's pick of the week. Okay. So that's worth downloading from Audible. Um, and <laughs> I could give you loads of kids' books recommendations. <laughs> I'm beginning to see why you're not Businesswoman of the Year, Harriet, because you've just, someone's just asked you to recommend what you've read and you've recommended everybody else except you. Anyway. Uh, so about that. I'm going to find out. I'm going to find the only one that I think was really, really good. <laughs> um, Bernie Maguire has emailed and said... What a week. We had some people helping and others hindering. People who stepped up this week were Jennifer, supportive and loving, Rory, supportive and sensible, Susan, supportive and loving, and Neil, supportive and sensible. Join Elizabeth, brave and honest, Vince, knowledgeable and helpful, and Rex, grateful and helpful. People who disappointed, Brian, blinkered and hopeless, Kate, brainless and useless, Emma, vitriolic and nasty, and Fallon, weak and whingy. Ooh, that's harsh. Still loving the podcast, and I'm enjoying Mr. Newby's contributions enormously. Thank you all. Bernie. Thank you, Bernie. Weak and whingy. Do you think Fallon's weak and whingy? No, no. She's really complex, Fallon, because I don't think she's ever whingy, actually. I think she's feisty. Um, But I think she's... I think think the kissing Harrison thing all got out of hand. Mm. I think that's what's really annoying. If Harrison, he should have known Fallon better and he should have actually just kept that to himself. Yeah. Because, of course, Fallon was not going to, you know, she's now sort of paranoid about it. Oh, Mr. Newby and I had an argument about this because he said, well, I would have told my girlfriend if that had happened to me. I suppose it would be hard not to tell someone. Because he said if she found out afterwards, she'd have gone bananas. Yeah. (laughs) But Fallon should have been sensible enough to just, know that it was nothing and to living well keep it to herself mm. but i but i don't think she's weak no i do think she needs to have a little look at the rules around confidentiality in police work and things like that and whether she likes it or not have it it's like being a G, a local gp's wife you are privy to a hell of a lot of things and it is incumbent on you to keep your trap shut and not inflame situations by passing on knowledge that you know and mm. shouldn't necessarily know or you know that anyone else wouldn't know mm-hmm. she seems to struggle to separate out her as harrison's missus and her yes i agree i think that's it and auntie jean says It's been a difficult and upsetting week. I'm not sure I could listen again. It was all too much. I mean, how did Joy get home from Lower Loxley without her knickers? (laughs) Who forgets to put their (laughs) knickers back on after stripping at the drop of a hat? Just as well, nothing much else happened. Keep up the good work, Auntie Jean. You did wonder what had happened after the art class. I know. What went on? Yes. In the changing room. Knicker forgetting. (laughs) Well, she did say, what was so sweet was she said she was on such a high. Yeah. Which you would be, wouldn't you, I suppose? 
Yeah. Although you'd probably just actually just be a bit chilly, <laughs> yes, and a bit bored, and a bit stiff. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it's not been that warm. I'd notice if I didn't have me under crackers. Maybe on. Russ was giving her flirty looks. <laughs> <laughs> he was appreciating her from afar. Also, would you go round with them? I don't know. Wouldn't you just? And also, would you behave text? as if they were a hand grenade you were holding? <laughs> I know it was a bit. For a woman who sounds like she's permanently on the brink of orgasm, Elizabeth couldn't even bring herself to say the word knickers or pants. She said, you've left your, your, you know. I mean, I think she found it a bit kinky, didn't she? The whole situation. (laughs) Actually, Joy, I think I will come in if you don't mind. (laughs) I was admiring the lace on these uh, silky little, (laughs) what shall I call them? Yeah, why not just say, text and say, hi, Joy, I'm so, it's a bit embarrassing, but you forgot your pants. Yeah. Come round and I've got a bottle of champagne for you too. Yes, yes, rather than all that. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Bollocks. Oh, this little secret hideaway of a front garden. It's my garden. It's attached to the house. What are you on about? (laughs) Where's your wood? What? (laughs) It's over there by the pavilion. And um, it, that was, you know, yes, we know it's Mental Health Week. Thank you, the Archers, for <laughs> shoehorning it in again. Oh, I didn't know. I did not oh, realise that. God. Is that why they did it? Yeah. But actually, it's funny, isn't it? It's the only time that they've mentioned um, sort of loneliness mm. of lockdown. Mm. I'm surprised that they... Because actually... It was, That's because it's... they weren't locked down. They were all seeing each other. <laughs> oh, the pub yeah. was open. It's it all business oh, as yes. usual. Oh, it had to be slightly fuzzy then, didn't it? Yes. Joy is lonely because she's invented a family she hasn't got and keeps complaining that they don't come to visit her. That's because they're made up. I hope. Um, I found out which book I did that ah, was good. what was it? <laughs> it's me and Rachel Atkins, oh! actually. Yeah. Rachel Atkins who for new listeners, including Mr. Newbie, played Vicky on The Archers. And she is much missed. She is. She did a different voice, didn't such she? Such a good cat, yeah. She's a, such, a, such a clever, talented lady. Yeah, she really is. Anyway, it's called The Quality of Silence by Rosamund <laughs> Luptum. It's really good. Alaska! That's the one I was thinking oh. of. Not the Arctic. Alaska. It's set in Alaska, which was really, I found really, I found the the the, the atmosphere of it really exciting. Mm. Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, I'm probably really annoying in it because I think I'm playing like a nine-year-old. But Rachel Atkins will be giving a really good narration. <laughs> Harriet, don't listen to me, Carmichael. <laughs> Um, and it's like a thriller. It's pretty, pretty oh. exciting. Oh. Yeah, I, I, it's actually the book that I most, lo- obviously you have to prep the books first. And it's the one I most loved reading. Oh. And it, I read it and forgot I had to then, you know, read it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Because it was so good. Wow. I yeah. will give that a go. This morning, I well, just before the podcast started, I tipped a cup of scalding hot tea over my yes, foot, how's... listeners. So I am currently recording this with my foot in a, bucket of cold water just to top the morning off i now have to sample foam bloody bananas Ooh. is that what the, the are you gonna do like that asm no i'm not oh go on it's not fun for these anyone these look unless revolting we can sort of hear, unless we can hear it foaming in your mouth also why would you make a sweet in the shape of a prawn prawns are well, a bit iffy anyway they're not mm. the most they all look like the ood on doctor who i think it's because like bananas they're very recognisable. They're sort of like easy to draw. They're right. a really good shape because all you need to do is do a, like another, a banana shape but colour it pink and then put some legs on it and it mm. basically looks like a prawn. So maybe they only had one cutter. <laughs> <laughs> prawn, banana. If they're pink, prawns. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've There's got a, four of the bloody things What's that sound effect I can hear? I can hear, like, it sounds like ice in your No, it's me your leg. poking the prawns and the bananas doubtfully around my desk oh okay it sounds good i think you need to bring your bring your mouth closer to the mic lucy no um, yes we can't you can't do a tasting if we can't hear it in which your do mouth. i have to eat for oh it's the, i only have to eat the banana don't i yeah, yeah, because you're testing foam bananas for mm. the first time ever. And also, Is they're this... really hard. And I thought foam bana- foam sounded yeah. like they'd be I soft. Think... I, I mean... Have I got gone I... off foam bananas? It's Mr. Newbie sending me these. 
Does it say foam bananas on the front of the packet? Yes, it says foam okay. bananas, and it says that they're made of beef, gelatine, and sugar, and that's it. Ew. There's nothing else. Oh, there's not even banana flavour. Well, yeah, and flavouring. But see Mr. how foamy Newby they are. Sent me substandard foam bananas. Yes, yes, and prawns. <laughs> oh, they kind of they kind of prickle on your tongue when you put them in your mouth. Hang on, have you put them in yet? Yes. Hang on, I'm going to be quiet. Get closer to the mic and do it. I'm practically swallowing okay. the mic. All right, you have to. Ugh. I can't hear it sizzling on that your mouth. That's horrible. It tastes like... Oh, God. It tastes like a combination of liquid antibiotic, liquid an- amoxicillin, and the way that a tyre, when you're having your tyres changed on your car, like, what that smells like. Oh, God. <laughs> Do people honestly like these? Do you I like these? I think Mr Newbie has injected them with petrochemicals. Petrochemicals, I it think you find. It shouldn't taste like your tyres. It's that banana taste. That's a lovely Synthetic taste. Synthetic banana. It oh, I love that lovely. taste. Do you want these? Shall I send them Does to you? Does it taste like banana milkshake? Mm. You know, like McDonald's banana milkshake. That sort of taste. I've never had a McDonald's banana milkshake. Mm. Mm. Well, Sort of powdery, like Angel Delight or something. Yeah, yummy. I love oh. that. Why don't you have a prawn to take the banana taste away? What do the prawns taste of? Not prawn. <laughs> you have to wait and see. They don't right, make it. I'm time, not going to eat it if they make it taste like prawn. This time you have to stick your tongue out towards the mic and then leave it on your tongue so we can hear the fizz. Okay, ready? Harriet, this is sounding like you're directing a porn film now. <laughs> well, that's basically what... We could get a lot more listeners if we had a bit more of this in it, Lucy. <laughs> Can I cleanse gonna... my palate first from yes, the revolting your banana palette. thing? Because this bit we can chop out and put it on YouTube <laughs> for a few more million listeners. <laughs> right, stick my tongue okay. out. I won't be able to talk. That's your, yeah. that's do your coming a, plan. Do it in a sexy way. No! Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh when you do it. Okay. Stick my tongue out and do what? I forgot what you said. Okay, you have to do it. Right, don't talk. Is this why I'm no good at sex? Because I can't remember the instructions. (laughs) Stick your tongue out and what? Okay, Lucy, what what I'm going to ask you to do, I just want you to stick your tongue out and um, put the prawn on the tip of your tongue, very near the microphone, a bit nearer if you can, then just leave it there to sizzle for our delight. Okay, off you go. Right. (laughs) I can't hear anything. We're going to have to just put an SFX on this it's not fizzling and it's sort of chalky it's like a rennie <laughs> that's what it's like <laughs> oh, gross already oh, how disgusting Ooh, this tastes really weird what does it taste like like old lady's perfume oh i love that a like sort those palm of violet yeah mm, i love that love that really powdery and a little bit flowery and Mm, musty. Good. It's a good taste. It's not. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Well, well, well listeners, go on. I mean, that. people will be absolutely riveted to this section. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this, this could be the bit that makes us, Harriet. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Is anyone still... We, we, sorry, guys, we're... Um, we've yeah, finished we're, now, we've we're, finished we're, now. We've eaten them, we've eaten them. It's fun. <laughs> Mr. Newby is coming up, I promise. <laughs> Don't go, don't, they've gone. <laughs> well, anyway, that was horrible and I don't fantastic. want to do that again. What an exciting experiment that was. So your verdict is... Revolting. Absolutely <laughs> disgusting. And I can't imagine why Maya likes them. Um, Mia. I think you'll find I actually like only the vegan ones. Mm. Presumably. Um, yes. Oh, I've got a bit of chocolate here. Good. Shall I... Stick my tongue close to the mic and yes, eat it. Yes, see if we can okay. eat this. What are we doing? Okay, right, ready? Yeah. I'm going to see if I can do a, a bite. Okay. It's hard to know because I can't hear through my headphones. Okay, ready? Okay, ready? Yeah. Ugh, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I can Did tell you your like teeth that? clicking. <laughs> People pay good money for that. Well, good for them. <laughs> they could pay good money for bloody foam bananas as well, but it doesn't mean it's a good idea. Oh. We won't do it again unless it's requested. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god right, right. Okay. should we do mr newbie now oh i think Try it's about time Lucy. Okay. <laughs> chris is right alice made this happen there's no yes. judgment attached to that from my side but she did she got drunk at the one time and in the one place that she knew would bring things to a head susan and neil are being completely lovely calm supportive reassuring practical understanding everything everybody wishes their parents would be and it's just as well chris might have got things wrong but he's in a hole here and he's going to need them having a newborn is terrifying enough but everything he thought he knew is up in the air and he doesn't know what comes next ah brian isn't he lovely kind considerate <laughs> generous of spirit never one to jump to conclusions always sees the best in everybody he's also out of my arm's reach which is just as well for him when he's slagging off my fallon while simultaneously cramming her lovingly prepared meal into his stupid fat face like judas at the last supper he's completely <laughs> blinkered about alice who can clearly do no wrong and i guess he always has been I am worried about Jenny, who's going to have to deal not only with Alice's fall from grace, but potentially the scales falling from her eyes about Brian. Thank you, darling, for always knowing what to say, she says. Poor Jenny. Jesus. It must be like being married to Prince Philip. Oh, too soon. Ah, Brian's now telling Alice that he's been where she is, or worse, with Jenny. I guess this is related to the fact that he has 43 different children and stepchildren with 18 different women. In any case, I'm half expecting him to supportively say, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and pat Alice on the head, figuratively speaking. Mm. Wanker. If you've ever wondered what Lance Armstrong's mum must have sounded like the day she found out, listen to Jenny now. Poor woman. She doesn't deserve any of this. She's dealing with it not badly, bearing in mind what a massive shift her reality has just undergone, but it's apparent that she doesn't really understand yet. Oh, Joy forgot her knickers, because of course she did. <laughs> She's not concerned with fripperies like undercrackers. She's too busy being liberated. The sound effects make it sound like Lizzie's wrapped those apple catchers up in eight yards of heavy-duty plastic sheeting, like a body in a mafia film, but I'm sure they were clean on that morning. Joy can do no wrong in my eyes. Even naming her Robin Robin seems charmingly unimaginative. <laughs> yeah. She's just too good to be I true. I wonder when we find out that the reason her family never visits is that they're under the patio in her tiny little garden. <laughs> Hang on, though. Did I miss something? Are we finding out about the parish council election results as an aside? And talking of events surrounded by conspiracy theories, is Lizzie suggesting that Joy was actually robbed? Are we going to spend the summer inspecting chads, finding boxes of votes in skips and impeaching Bernadette? Who is Bernadette, anyway? And does oh, this mean that the evil axis of Audrey Fisher and her pathetic political puppet Hilary Noakes has been vanquished? <laughs> Back to this conversation between Joy and Lizzie, though, and now my heart really might burst. Mental health is something of a hobby horse for me, and Joy is speaking so much sense. I suffer in a fairly mild way from chronic depression and even in the last few weeks have been struggling with, and even been medicated for, acute anxiety. When I was first diagnosed though, I made a conscious effort to tell everybody. I told my girlfriend, I told my family, I told my kids, I told my mates, I told my boss and all my colleagues. I wrote a blog about it, explaining where it had come from, what it felt like and what I was doing about it. I was and still am very open about it on my real Twitter account. It seems to me that so many people are struggling at the moment and can't say anything because of other people's expectations or perceived stigma mm. that the best thing I can do is to be as vocal about it as possible. And nothing's happened to me. I didn't lose anybody or anything. Even my boss and colleagues were hugely understanding. And that's the thing. The vast majority of people are hugely understanding and do want to help you if only you'll say something to them. So I got help. And it made such a difference. Yes, sometimes I feel tedious when I'm telling people I'm in a very dark place, thanks for asking. But I'm starting to realise <laughs> that other people don't see it like that. Not people who care about me anyway. So if you're struggling, don't struggle in silence. Anyway, back to things that make me happy, to wit, Fallon. 
She sounded a bit <laughs> less Borsetshire just recently, but her Cadbury's caramel accent is back today, to the point where, for a moment, I thought she was Emma and couldn't understand why she was getting so upset about the Harrison rumours. I've missed how that all got out, though. I don't think Chris and Alice discussed it when they were yelling at each other outside the church, did they? So how does everybody suddenly yes, know about did. it? This is a worrying trend, if you ask me. In a week's time, we'll be finding out by nothing more than hearsay that Roy's moved to Croydon and Philip's been released for good behaviour and Shula's polyamorous and I'll never be able to keep up. <laughs> Come on, writers, have a thought for your hard-of-thinking listeners like me, please. I can't even bring myself to talk about Brian and Kate in the same scene except to say that I'm not even remotely surprised that Brian can't look after himself and that a Jerusalem artichoke has nothing to do with Jerusalem and isn't an artichoke. It's actually the tuba from a kind of sunflower. You're welcome. There are Archer's characters who don't know each other. What the hell? How long has Mintz been hanging around Ambridge? It's got to be a year at least, right? I first met him months ago and he wasn't brand new then. He doesn't live in Ambridge, I think, but he bought the local abattoir, didn't he? So how on earth would Rex, a pig farmer, not know who he is? I might write to Rex and offer to swap places with him. He's even more oblivious than I am, which means he'd probably do a better job of this gig than I do. What do you mean there's no probably about it? Still, if one good thing has come out of this conversation, it's Mintz's confirmation of something I've always suspected, that being fleshy over the loins is highly desirable. My DMs are open, listeners. Bloody hell, Emma's not happy at all, is she? This story about Ed and Alice is news to me too. Did that really happen? Was it Alice or Ed that was behind it? Oh shit, she's going to confront Alice, isn't she? I'll get the popcorn, you open a couple of beers. Oh my word, she's not even talking to Alice, she's having a go at Brian. Emma's giving him chapter and verse and I'm sitting here slack-jawed. And now Kate's arrived. Blimey. This is top draw, Dallas-style drama and I am totally here for it. Don't get me wrong, Joy's knickers were great, but this is the good shit. Yes, it was uh, It was quite kind of popcorn-y when she said, Right, I can't hold it any longer, I'm it going is. around there. And I it just was. thought, oh my God, who, who's... But why didn't she know that Emma was on her, that Alice was on her own in the house. Surely Chris would have told Emma where. Yeah, exactly. Well, unless you just assumed that Alice's loving parents would scoop her up. Sorry, Alice who? Do we know Alice? Oh, Alice, yes. I was pretty shocked to find out she wasn't living with, you know, hadn't been taken into their house. Yeah. But it it, it just made you think that after that colossal row, when... um, Chris was like, oh, by the way, the, well, okay, fine, we're cancelling the christening. Everyone just went, oh, okay, oh, let's go back and have <laughs> a cup of tea. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Can I have one of those biscuit notes? Right, and Emma <laughs> was just left standing there going, yeah, you tell him, Chris. Yeah, you're right. Oh, where's everyone gone? <laughs> Every time I imagine Emma now, I imagine her in a sort of Vicky Pollard outfit. I'm kind of like a pink velour tracksuit. Oh, dear. Um, you say the Aldridge's are snobby. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mia culpa, etc. Uh, talking um, of Mia. <laughs> this, uh, this hearsay thing, Mr. Newby, is not new. Well, no, actually, it is relatively recent. And people got very, very outraged last year because weird things would happen. Like, mm. we wouldn't hear... A massive scene. You're eating again, aren't you? No, I'm drinking. Okay. I'm drinking. Um, Water, <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> Is she still drinking? Yeah. Um, uh, we'd, we'd, we'd be involved in stupid scenes like Peggy Woolley trying to worm her cat, but then we wouldn't hear somebody telling someone else that they were pregnant. You know, it was sort of like, what the... Why are we listening to the wrong yes. scenes? It was like that we'd got our glass up against the wall of the wrong house. Um so yes, that is quite normal. And yes, it's just exactly. one of the endless frustrations. With yes. The and Vince is, um, he is a, his abattoir is in Borchester, I think. And very rarely is in Ambridge. And he only turned up because his daughter, um, Steph, who we've met, Mr. Newby's met. Uh, she tried to have the um, yes. menage a trois, <laughs> didn't she? With Freddie. <laughs> And that's obviously all gone quiet as well. Yep, annoyingly, because <laughs> that maybe was they a had one. it. We should, uh, yeah. Hopefully, that'll just be hearsay. How did that go? <laughs> yeah, that was it was right. good actually. 
If ever we need, if ever you needed a menage à toi, it's now. Yeah. So uh, yes, that's why. So that's. It's not that unlikely that Rex wouldn't have come across. Once a character is introduced, you just take it. You just have to assume that he's met everybody. Yes. Yeah. And their best mates, practically. Yeah. No. (laughs) You don't find out their best mates until. Until they, 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 they become godfather or godfather. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is it's always that, isn't it? You've always been yeah. there for me, oh. a person that I've only been in a scene with in the last fortnight. <laughs> so that's it. We're done. What oh. are your predictions for next week, Mystic Mystic Harriet? In the arches, y- of yeah. No, not, um, not the lottery ticket because there's going to be a lot of hugging. Them, that would be good. <laughs> No, it's hugging next week, oh, isn't it? God. Oh, God. I don't want to I'm hug sorry. people again. <laughs> so many people have been like, oh, no, <laughs> of all the things you had to bring back. <laughs> Maybe in Ambridge, they'll have a, you know, I'll have a hug. A hugging. Um, oh, Joy will be all over that like a rash, won't she? Oh, she Come will. here, Tony, let's Come on, Lee. <laughs> I know I never saw you in your birthday suit, but come on, let me have a feel at least. <laughs> Um, what were my predictions that basically, oh, they'll be, Susan won't let Alice mm. see the baby mm. and there'll be a lot of shouting. Uh, then it'll Jennifer take a couple and of weeks. Susan will be at loggerheads, won't they? Yeah, they'll be loggerheads and, and <laughs> I was funny about biscuit head. Um, <laughs> you ate them all, I guess Brian did. <laughs> yeah. I've eaten 42 biscuits with my granddaughter's head on them. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I think <laughs> I think next week's going to be quite a difficult listen because uh. there's going to be a lot of um, tension. Uh. But then hopefully it'll only take a couple of weeks and then everything will be fine again. Yeah. The thing that's nagging at me is apart from that, <laughs> Jennifer's kind of that weird... I won't not let you not <laughs> fail, not... Be the failing, not... I mean, the <laughs> successful... Not... Oh, God. <laughs> Brian! <laughs> Brian! So that bit... Thing... Oh, have you noticed as well, next time you listen, sometimes she says Alice in a French accent. Oh, really? She says, okay, Alice. <laughs> I just noticed it this week. She kept saying Alice, <laughs> like she was a little bit French. <laughs> I wondered if she had French heritage. <laughs> but so does Pip, to be. To be, with a cold. Doobie. Um... <laughs> um... What's worrying me is that Jennifer is going to see fixing Alice in in inverted commas, meaning protecting her, doing everything for her because she cannot let her fail because she think it reflects badly on her. So once again, the whole problem with Alice is that Alice has never been able to just succeed and fail on her own uh, merits. She's always felt that she's got the weight of expectation rising on her and her mother is now going to turn her recovery from alcoholism into another way in which Jennifer can um, protect her, crowd her, dominate her and make her feel inadequate. Oh, God, you're optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Other than that, it'll be fine. (laughs) I think Lillian might come and um, boost her, actually. And then, uh, yeah, I feel like like now Alice in the show has admitted she's an alcoholic Mm. because it's, a drama mm. she will be on her way to recovery yes but now the storyline is going to be about how she has access to martha yeah and then eventually her and chris will make up in probably in the summer i don't mm. know like some special occasion then yeah. and then there'll be a christening and then there'll be a funny biscuit thing and then finally we'll find out if kate was allowed to make a quiche or not because then once again that's just been forgotten i based a whole shambridge episode around it and nobody even mentioned it on the show i think it might be it, there might be a bit of a kind of um a bit of reflection from the old aldridges about their own drinking and for example lillian and brian who open a bottle at the drop of a hat and maybe thinking hmm, maybe we haven't given her the best example here yes yeah but knowing and those then... two, it won't be very a lot of reflection. It'll just be... <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be one about five minutes. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah. No, but I think Lillian is, would be a good person to come now and support Alice. Yes. I love the way that Kate was, was sent round to make something nutritious. <laughs> I don't mind making yeah. something nutritious. 
and then complained what about how small What do you mean you don't have could. a whole nutmeg? Yeah. <laughs> right, Dad, I'm going to leave. Right, so. Yes, okay. Today's conclusions are foam bananas are bloody horrible. Mm-hmm. And Lillian will turn up and save the day. Yep. And Harriet can't remember any of the books that she's read, but the one about Alaska <laughs> is be good. Also, how's your leg that you've um, scolded? It is... Oh, red, but not blistery. Good. I didn't even mention my toothache, Lucy. Oh, have you got toothache? I've got a wisdom toothache. Ooh, nasty. Know, it really hurts. Really does hurt, you know. I've never had a toothache before. Is it, are you going to the dentist? Well, I went yesterday. Ooh. Anyway, it's fine. Whereabouts is it? I don't say in my it's mouth. My, no, it's my wisdom tooth. Okay. He, he did mention yesterday that it might have to come out. Ooh. So... It's only a toothache. It's not like I'm Alice. (laughs) My friend had to have his wisdom tooth out and the dentist ended up putting one... It was putting one foot up on next to to Andrew's head to try and pull... Oh, my God. He said it was the size of a Land Rover, this thing. It was enormous. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He said the dentist was sweating and everything. advanced nope oh my god that's just the way it's got to come out oh my gosh okay Uh, yeah i'm just i'm gonna wait till it just dies a natural death oh so thanks so much for having me oh oh so should i just finish this bit now yes yeah okay what do you mean thanks so much for having me i thought we'd finish (laughs) it's not my podcast and you're a guest we're both on it I like it's our to, house no, I like to think of it as your podcast and I'm a guest because <laughs> then I don't have any responsibility ah I see <laughs> it's Mr Newbie's podcast and we're guests and we're guests yeah <laughs> and now let's cross to Ambridge to find out what's happening on the couch because we haven't done that bit either Oh my god! Sorry, it's because we had a new section, which was um, sound what the hell is Harry talking about? <laughs> Jeff, can you smell burning? I could smell a sort of hot fuel smell. When was this thing last serviced? I'm fairly sure it's not right. We have to stop at the petrol station on the way here and on the way back. That's two and a half miles to the gallon. Jeff? Oh, suit yourself. Who have we got today? Mia Grundy. Oh, she's drawn little hearts round her name. Look. Hiya. Sorry I'm a bit late. Stupid Ben Archer ran over a worm on his bike and I was trying to help it to safety. Stupid Ben was on the bike, not the worm, I mean. That's very caring. I try. That's what I'm here about, really. Do you think boys think it's soppy being vegan? Well, vegan boys don't. Do you mean boys you might like? Yeah. I just worry that I might put boys off, you know, by being serious and worried. I mean, I can't imagine anyone really fancying Greta Thunberg, do they? What are you serious and worried about? Everything. The state of the world... Dua Leaper, you know. Oh, your family aren't vegan. Vegan? My granddad dips bacon in his tea if there's no custard creams. And my stepdad blows animals up for a living. Apart from the ones he keeps alive so that other people can blow them up later for money. That sounds, um, Mia, sorry, but can you smell something? We had a problem with the bus earlier. Oh, no, that's me. Sorry. Foam bananas. I can't stop eating them. I keep frothing at the mouth. How many foam bananas in a day is okay, do you think? None. I think none are okay. They're revolting. Obviously, they are vegan. They're made from a sort of endangered fungus. What are non-vegan foam bananas made from, then? Banana? No, foam. But not vegan foam. Uh, Right. So let's get back to the issue. You are not sure if the boy you like likes you and he's not vegan, so you don't know if he shares your values. I don't know. He seems keen on sustainability, but he also seems keen on burgers. So I suppose he sort of goes both ways, depending on who he's with. But if I was going out with him, how would I know that he wasn't eating tofu with me and venison for Sunday lunch? Venison? Yeah, as his mum. She's obsessed with that. They've got deer. 
But he says now they're mostly going to be eating fish and lettuce. But I didn't really get why. Okay, well, I think you need to have a frank conversation with him then. Be brave and say, look, are you a a tofu man or a venison man? Write him a letter if that's easier. Oh, I couldn't do that. What, you wouldn't know what to say? No, I can't spell his name. It's all Irish and vowly. Ah, right. How many dates have you been on with him so far? None. Unless you count him teaching me quadratic equations before my stepdad shot at him. Okay. Does he know how you feel? No. Uh, Okay, so we may be jumping the gun a bit here then. Oh, sorry. Poor choice of words. I think you need to get to know him a bit better. Find out what he enjoys doing, what TV programmes you both enjoy, that sort of thing. Yeah, okay. Or I could maybe do a questionnaire for him on his mission and values vis-a-vis the environment, ecology, the recycling of waste, and whether he would dump his friend Ben if the right woman came along. Great! Good idea! That sounds fun! Thanks! Fun. Mm. God, I'm glad I'm not 15 anymore. Jeff? Are you a foam banana man? Jeff? So that's that. There'll be another podcast up next week, so subscribe to us on iTunes and you'll never miss an episode. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. Ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com We can... Uh, we are at on Ambridge on Twitter, or you can follow the man whose podcast this is, Mr. Newbie, on Twitter <laughs> at Newbie Couch. And uh, in the meantime, uh, it is au revoir from uh, tout le monde and, and have Alice. a lovely week. <laughs> and Alice, uh, have a lovely week, Alice. <laughs> Bonne chance. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.